welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast, where three brothers from three different generations talk about their one shared passion, music. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my brother, Christian Lewis. It's a Brother, Brother podcast today, and today we're talking about politics and business and music. It's been a weird couple of weeks, trust me. You can now listen to episodes on our brand new BrotherPod app, which also gives you access to additional new music, music news, clips, and content that we curate for each episode. It's also a place where you can interact with us directly through the talkback feature. Ask us questions, make suggestions, and voice your own opinions. Just search BrotherPod in the App Store to download on your mobile device. As always, you can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, let's talk about business and politics in music. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis. I'm here with my brother, Christian Lewis. And because nobody else is really talking about politics these days, uh, we thought we'd weigh in on uh, the, this week in the weird uh, category. Also, um, some major, uh, you know, sort of major steps in the evolution of the music business um, happened this week while nobody was paying attention. And I wanted to touch on those as well. So, um, Christian, what the hell is going on in the world? Well, uh, thank you for asking, Wyndham. Um, I, I think I'm putting my, my political analyst cap on right now. Um, what in the hell? I, so between Taylor Swift and Kanye West, um, who I, I have to say are two people who I think I would have picked to be on opposite sides of the aisle uh, as, as far as their stated political preferences go, um, I was not going to be shocked to see, uh, to see her come out in favor of the sort of... Um, you know, uh, American heartland, and, and sort of align her, her views with uh, with the uh, people who still shop at Target and buy her CDs there. Um, by contrast, I would have thought Kanye, uh, you know, might not uh, have a ten minute rant in in the Oval Office. Um, yeah, but put, basically put the, the ass back in Calabasas. Right? That's right. Um, no, I mean, I, I think so. The two events that we're talking about are, of course, Kanye. Uh, getting a, a brown bag lunch meeting um, <laughs> with, with the President of the United States, uh, which is and great. And former lacrosse great Jim Brown. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, and uh, who, who um, I, I believe, has done several of these before uh, in different capacities. But, you know, he, he, I guess, demonstrated pretty clearly what... Um, uh, sort of mental health issues he's facing these days. Um, I think they're they're many and complicated. Um, but if you'd like to see somebody really shooting from the hip as far as their uh, political opinions are concerned, um, this is a great opportunity. Uh, the video is pretty widely available. But you know, for, I, I have to say, like it was just it's one of the most surreal experiences to see that guy sitting down. Um, he is making no eye contact with the person he's ostensibly speaking to. Uh, he's, you know, flipping back and forth between the media on the left and the media on the right, um, and just 
just spouting just nonsense. Like this it is, really this is, is an incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's reasonable. Sure I have the right guy in the room. Uh, no, it's a it's a reasonable uh, reasonable question. Um, it is more alike in many ways than it is uh, uh, different from from Donald Trump's own style. Um, and maybe that really is the you know at the end of the day. What's what's your impression of this? I mean, look, he, you know, he's definitely got an ego. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strange, uh, you know, strange bedfellows, as they say. I will borrow um, or paraphrase John Howman, who I listened to um, on Dave Chang's podcast this week, and say, uh, who wrote, raised the question, how do we get from George Bush hates black people to this <laughs> in just over a decade? Yeah, no, that, I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a remarkable evolution. And I, I think that um, in some respects, it, it's, uh, I mean, there was, there was a lot of more, more uh, to do with, with I think, um, his own sort of masculine identity and, and, and sort of how, how he sees himself and um, somebody like Donald Trump uh, or is empowered by him in some way um but i i definitely uh think it was a little bit confusing and you know look you get a a lunch meeting with a president it's it's something it's an opportunity to um talk about issues you care about uh in any context and I think that that might that sort of felt like a, a somewhat missed opportunity. In this. Although he's he's not the first person in his marriage to meet with the president uh, thus far to no. advocate a for a certain position. Well, I, if you haven't seen the video yet, Wyndham, I'm not sure he advocated for a certain <laughs> position. That's uh, I think that's, he might, except for maybe Secretary of Education. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this is like the the real. Um, I mean, we do have a UN ambassadorship open um, oh, at the moment, and I can't imagine somebody less well equipped based on what I saw, you know, this week. But at the same time, my God, that would be funny. You're hired. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, this was, I think, a, a, a sort of strange moment that that attracted all sorts of negative attention from both sides. I have to say, um, you know, really putting myself back in the in the sort of political analyst position for a second, um, I, I would say I have no idea why either of them agreed to this meeting. There is no way in hell that this helps Kanye West with his fans um, and gets his music played in new venues and uh, in, in new, you know... Um, Although it would be funny, as I'm thinking about it, to, to start using his music on the campaign trail. Um, I think but then might. on Trump's side, he just he doesn't get anything out of this. Oh, I think, you know, I mean, I think they're both so prone to flattery um, that, you know, they're, that in and of itself is its, if it is its own goal. The one thing I will, you know, and the serious question I will ask is, does, you know, does this affect sales? Does this affect ticket sales? Does this affect, you know, record music sales? Um, and, you know, I mean, the, the, the very quote that the president had uh, was, I like Taylor Swift 25% less than I did yesterday. Does that, like, so, translate yeah. into actual, um, you know, does that 
translate into a boost for her, or does it? You know, I mean, it, it's a very strange. Obviously, it's a strange time, but um, I mean, I, I, I anecdotally, and this is you know largely because I've been hanging out in LA for the last month. Um, you know, heard a lot of people that are just flat out are like, "I'm not listening to Kanye anymore." Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. The the impact that I I I get the feeling this is more likely to be felt on the bottom line for Taylor Swift, um, and I I think you know the the counter argument is well the side of this equation that is more likely that is more prone to um, agitate and boycott uh, against you know corporate interests that don't reflect a sort of certain type of um, sensitivity to political values uh, is probably on the left rather than the right. However, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be easier um, to boycott some of her uh, music just because of, of its distribution and the way that it's actually um, put in people's hands. And the fact that it is sold in, you know, it, it's one of the few things that still moves physical units um, on shelves, I, I think is, is sort of uh, one reason to think that um, she might be hurt. Uh, simply because parents who don't give a shit aren't going to buy this for their kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really the, the pass-through that I'm thinking about. Um, but, you know, there, there's a flip side to this, which is that as far as, like, the impact that both of these things could have, um, you know, I also think that, that the early evidence suggests that Taylor Swift's, um, you know, as opposed to just getting sort of universal exasperated size uh, from from everybody who saw what happened in the in the Kanye um, Trump meeting you know she's actually I, I think has has the platform and has used it I mean has never used it before and yeah, for that she's reason very I judicious think, about it yeah and I think for that reason um, it, it might have impact uh, in, in a way that you know there it, there were suggestions that um, there was a spike in, in uh, voter applications um, based on you know that were that were fed to um, uh, fed into rock the vote from her um, from her Instagram post. So um, and th- there was a boost of, of upwards of you know uh, thirty or forty thousand um, in in a pretty short period of time. So when you consider the number of people who've been um, you know, look, voter rolls are up across the country, but for for that sharp a spike in that short amount of time, um, you know, that can be a pretty big. It's uh, probable. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a real difference. Like when you consider the fact that the Alabama uh, special election was decided by twenty three thousand votes. You know, if if she gets forty thousand people to show up, um, I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. In other words, the voters going to vote, 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 vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see if this has an impact on on that race, um, but uh, I will I will certainly be watching it closely. It's an well, interesting one. The the interesting question here is, I mean, we've we've gotten you know we've done pods on this before, and, and we've talked about it before. You know the the music of protest. You know, um, none of this is is musical. Um, it's it's such a you know it's such a sea change in in how things are. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously the 60s and 70s um, and even the 80s, you know, with like the no nukes and things of that nature, um, you know, used to galvanize a lot of artists. Um, Doesn't seem as much like there's a consistency of participation these days, but I guess it's every man for every person for themselves, kind of. It's, 
social uh, media is kind of, um, you know, everyone's uh, everyone's personal rally. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting point. I mean, the the this extent to which um, the market for opinions um, has been democratized by uh, social media, you know, is look, it's it's obviously it's just it's diluted the impact that any that any one opinion will have. Um, whereas, you know, people cared what. You know, Madonna thought about yeah, yeah exactly uh, uh, about Ronald Reagan. Um, I, you know, it, it's I, I'm not sure. I, I think Taylor Swift feels like a throwback to that era, um, and you know, to I think Kanye does too. Frankly, I mean, he's just he is supersized. That guy mm-hmm. is, um, you know, bigger than uh, than anything else in the marketplace. Frankly, he has been in a kind of, you know, it'll be interesting, it'll be really fascinating to look back on his career um, 20 years from now and, and, you know, to sort of try to contextualize and understand what this, what this decade um, was like uh, and, and what it really meant in the greater scheme of things, you know, the, the sort of post-Yesus um, years, uh, which have had, let's say, you know, uh, a more mixed quality effort um, on the on the music mm-hmm. side, um, and when you really get the feeling that he's sort of he's asking the question very publicly, like, "Is there anything I can do to become less famous?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, or or does any any amount of insanity, uh, anything, just anything that gets attention, is just is just going to continue to um, blow up? Yeah, blow up this profile. Um, I mean, it, you know, you're, well, he's asking the right person. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, go ahead. Oh, no, the, the, the messiah of, uh, of, you know, there is no bad attention. Yeah. I mean, it's truly, like, as long as I'm the centerpiece of the story, the story is worth something. Um, and that's kind of, you know, I feel like not only is he kind of taking his cues from that, I mean, I, and again, taking his cues, that, that, that um, then it starts sounding strategic, and I'm not sure whether this either, is yeah, yeah, and I think it's just uh, you know uh, personality disorder or whether you know there's some method to the madness, but um, you know I guess that's TBD. Yeah, um, you get the feeling that this is just a, a case of uh, like minds, um, and uh, you know that's sort of. A, a, Mutual uh, admiration, romance so. that, uh, <laughs> that that makes very little sense, but um, but yeah. that's where we are. Uh, I, so I just, I mean, you can't. You, as soon as you said bromance, I, I immediately thought, hmm, I wonder what their children would look like. Oh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would it's be a, something. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, you know, I, I, I just, uh, there are, you know, again, um, you know, one of the things that was. Uh, um, Brought you know brought to my attention through, in f- emphasizing that it didn't come to my attention was the fact that on the very same day of the Kanye West thing, um, there was a, f- a very important piece of legislation passed and signed by President Trump. And so you want to take a quick break and come back and talk about that? Absolutely. Alrighty. Every one of them that I know Is having toast for the turtles 
fast as you can. Five pictures in my email. I sent this bitch a picture of my dick. Welcome back to the Brother 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 podcast, and as promised, um, we are we are having a blistering hot conversation about. Uh, you know, Senate Bill XX459. The, the <laughs> Music Modernization Act. The music, yeah, but it, it was interesting that, you know, on a day that, uh, you know, really um, it was was uh, a reason for celebration among among creative artists and, and recording artists, um, you know, sort of overshadowed, obviously, in the news cycle by, uh, by um, you know, the the toxic twins of the White House. Um, but it, it was, you know, there, there seemed to be, it's one of the few instances I can remember where there wasn't uh, bipartisan dissent or partisan dissent um, in, in, you know, sort of uh, managing something that's pretty interesting, especially when something like net neutrality, um, which seems very logical, uh, got shot to hell. Um the Music Modernization Act, you, you can probably explain a little better than I, but it is artists. It be- does benefit um, the people yeah. who create music. No, that's that's absolutely right. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, the long and the short of it is it, it created um, a, a mechanical licensing collective. And um, for, for the sort of uh, unfamiliar, you know, mechanical licenses are one of two types of licenses that, that uh, artists are eligible to, to receive for their music, um, you know, so basically it's the, it's the songwriting side. Um, the, the other type of uh, royalty being um, the performance base. So um, you're either the writer, you're the performer, you can be both. Um, but, but in this case, um, you know, it, it sort of, uh, it standardized the, the pay in a way for, for digital companies. Um, that are going to provide a, a blanket license now, um, which will improve payments to songwriters and, and the copyright owners. Um, and the other piece of this uh, is that it also sort of um, in- incorporates in this system, uh, in this new system, you know, the pre-1972 um, legacy artists uh, who, who will now be paid for their work. And this has sort of been a, an issue that's kind of been swept under the rug a little bit, but, um, you know, when, when we play their music on, on streaming services, um, it's been pretty inconsistent that they would actually see any, um, any royalties kick their direction. So this has been, you know, a long time coming and something that, um, uh, that, that has really required, um, the pretty careful and, and dedicated attention of, um, you know, artist representatives and, and industry Ask lobbyists, but, yeah. but, but working in conjunction, I mean, this is what's really remarkable to me is that, you know, you have, you have the artists who are collaborating and working with the labels along with the streaming services, all of whom are working in a very cooperative, constructive way with government representatives um, you know, specifically members of the, the House and Senate to make sure that this thing got done. And um, sure, part of that is probably because uh, I would not suspect that an overwhelmingly high number of senators use Spotify, um, so they have no fucking idea what this is, and we're like, if you guys say so. Um, but, you know, there, there's... Uh, it, it really, you know, it is a, it's, a, it's a positive step, and it, it has the potential to, um, you know, deliver uh, a, a larger proportion of of the revenue share to uh, to artists, which is ultimately always a good thing. 
Yeah, outside of Daniel Inouye's son and uh, potentially Beto O'Rourke, I don't, I can't think of anybody else who's personally got skin in this game. In both, um, in both <laughs> sides of it, yeah, exactly. Um, it, yeah, oh, and, a, and, a, and a bunch of really bad, bluesy bar bands, I'm sure, um, that, are, uh, that are run by members of the house, no doubt. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Joe Scarborough style, you <laughs> yes. know. Yes. Uh, you know, sort of poor man's Delaware destroyers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's harsh. But you know, I I do think um, look, it's it's a it, it's 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 cool to see um, a, any any kind of galvanizing and like positive or you know reason for optimism <laughs> at the which, moment. We are so we are so robbed of that. Um, that it's like, you know, you see something like this and, and it does kind of, uh, it does remind you that like it, it, the government every once in a while is, is able to, to represent people. Do, uh, <laughs> yes. As opposed to just repeatedly just fucking them over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's funny. It's also, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it, um, also, uh, probably the reason it went wildly underreported. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's Pretty zero handy, interest yeah. in this. And also the fact that it went underreported is probably the reason it was able to pass. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that there's there's something to be said these days for, for keeping uh, anything you care about as far away from the media spotlight in Washington as you can possibly get it. It's pretty good for talking heads from CNN to discuss this. Um, but you were talking, there's another uh, fairly significant um, uh, development on the in the streaming side of things, and I, I you know, there again, is, yeah. I, I, this is part of, um, again, part of the crux of this uh, particular podcast is that um, this is when I have uh, millennial. This is this is uh, we we might just <clears throat> refer to some of these as ask a millennial. Yeah. Um, what no, I think that's that's right. But so basically, SoundCloud, you know, is, and I think you probably listened to it. Um, it's it emerged, you know, in the last decade as a as a place for, um, and often ca- a lot of cases like it's it's remixes, um, and it started out that way. Certainly, uh, certainly, there's a lot of original audio um, and podcasts uh, are are uploaded there, um, along with DJ sets. You know, it it sort of took over a lot of the purpose that like the hype machine served um for for people who are my age uh will remember that from high school as a place to download a bunch of mp3s illegally um you know but this is just a this has been a sort of free um free market uh, okay yeah um but i mean you know anybody can upload uh and, and what it's they've what, now introduced it's what we used to a, call a swap meet back in the day <laughs> uh yeah tape swap um but uh i so in any event, they they've now introduced a direct monetization program to the public. So um, you know, artists are going to have the opportunity to make money off the platform. It's called SoundCloud Premier. Um, it was created four or five years ago, I think, but it's been um, a really really long running uh, invite only beta. So um, I've had the chance to tool around with that a little bit uh, and sort of get a feel for it. But in general. Um, the idea here is that they're basically going to let indie artists um, make money off songs that they upload themselves uh, to the platform. So this is a, a way of um, you know charging uh, charging consumers directly, basically you know uh, claiming operating costs 
um, to break even, and then turning the rest of that revenue over to artists. And um, reportedly, they've, you know, it's always a slightly, uh, slightly in the interest of a company to sort of keep mum about what what exactly that um, that revenue split's going to be. But a, but a, reportedly, they're actually uh, going to be paying out about fifty five percent of of the collected earnings um, and revenue that's generated uh, by, by the consumers. So, um, you know, this is a pretty big, uh, pretty big development potentially um, as a way of a sort of direct marketing, um, direct marketing artist. And of course this follows, it's worth noting that, you know, Spotify uh, did this fairly recently as well, whereby um, independent artists who, you know, who don't have a uh, distribution deal locked in with Spotify through their through their label um, are able to actually upload directly onto the uh, onto the service. So and this is, I mean, this is you, you you can put names on them, but you know, I mean, there, there's this you know, sort of subgenre of the SoundCloud artists or SoundCloud, SoundCloud rappers usually. Um, you know what I the term I hear and that um, you know I mean, the, but some of the biggest most popular artists or acts going currently came up through those ranks. Is that, am I wrong? Yep, that's absolutely right. And so, I mean, you're talking in particular uh, guys like Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert, um, Lil Pump, and 6 9 uh, Ski Mask, the Slump God. Um, but we've, you know, uh, even to a certain extent, like, I would say, you know, S- Smoke Perp is another guy. Um, you know, the, it, it, I, the two biggest, uh, Lil Uzi Vert and Lil Yachty, um, I think are, are the two to sort of uh, break out of that world um, in the in the most sort of complete way um, and you know launch themselves into a, a space where they've now got big record contracts and um, you know it, it's a it's a real platform and opportunity for artists historically um, it's cool that they're also you know going to be able to going to be able to earn in that environment uh, as well so what kind of threshold are you did I mean that obviously probably isn't announced either but is there a, is it a certain you know listenership or a certain popularity level that you reach and then people have to start paying or is no so I, I think you're gonna you're you'll start to see um, uh, some royalties um, pretty much immediately uh, even with you know a couple hundred listens it's just going to be fractions of a cent mm-hmm. um, because basically the way it's uh, organized is is they're going to uh, sum up all of the money that they earn from any of the subscribers to this premium service uh, and then divide it equally across the total number of, of plays um, it's not entirely clear whether it's going to be divided by play across artists or whether they're basically going to allocate fixed sums to different tiers of artists, as, as you were just asking. Um, but uh, but you should be able to see, um, these artists should be able to see uh, some kind of uh, return pretty pretty much immediately. Um, well, you, know, so. you know you're talking to somebody who has, uh, in in the past, received a 12-cent residual check. Yeah, um, no, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it's going to look like for a while. Um, so, yeah, the threshold is 12 cents. Yeah, that, that's that was my that was uh, I, I wanted to get that one framed, but I lost it. Um, you know, <laughs> that kind of carelessness. But uh, you know, can't be walking around with that thing. You know, you're just burning a hole in your pocket. Your back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, totally. I think it ta- I think it costs twice as much to send it. Um, and uh, but yeah, so that that's I mean, it sounds like things are are both. 
you know, sort of, there's a sort of optimism, but there's also, uh, you know, in, in a sort of increase in fairness, but also it sounds like there's a normalization or getting, they're, you know, walking toward normalization of, of certain prop, you know, propositions that, yeah. you know, they've had difficulty quantifying and, and uh, monetizing of, you know, historically. Yeah, and to put this in context, I mean, there are a couple of ways of looking at this. Um, you know, the industry has continued to produce and create. Um, labels have continued to, to you know, publish and um, put music out there. Uh, and obviously artists, um, you know, will, will create pretty much under any conditions, um, uh, better or worse. Um, and... I think that there's a, a very, you know, sort of strong drive among, the, you know, within that community to to um, uh, to do so, irrespective of, of how poorly they're treated. Um, that said, you know, it was only a matter of time before um, I think the bigger uh, some some of the bigger influencers in in the music industry really started to um, throw their weight around to, to start claiming you know a higher proportion of, of revenue from some of these streaming services and to try to um, uh, create a system that was that was a little bit more supportive of creators because you know despite the fact that we've seen a, a, a resurgence um, in the music industry uh, since the the peak of, of CD sales in the 1990s, um, you know, it, it hasn't fully returned to normal. Um, it's still a pretty, uh, still a pretty sclerotic growth relative to, to the types of, um, you know, the, the rates that we were seeing um, 20 years ago. So, um, you know, there's a little bit less to go around overall, uh, but I think that you're starting to see it slightly more fairly allocated um, and in ways that I think, you know, uh, would, would benefit artists, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Well, as somebody who's suffered through a uh, cover of Fire on the Mountain by a, uh, a band at a farmer's market this morning, I can vouch for the Jesus fact that... <laughs> I can vouch for the fact that people are going to create music whether you want them to or not. <laughs> yeah, I think and, that's... Oh, man, what happened? Yeah, Is this the one that's across the street? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, um, welcome back to East... Um, yeah. Anyway, exactly. you want to take a quick break and come back and end this thing? Let's do it. All right. That's true. That's true. Is that right? That's right. She's sipping one wet and yeah, I swear I get her water. My Louboutins nose on my bottoms, they is redder. No, I'm not on ride, but I'm all up on my channel. Just talk to your homie, she said we should be together. Gabby Brown was so insane that I made her my header. If she ever call my phone, you know I got a dad. But I like that girl too much, I wish I never met her. Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We are going to end this podcast the way we end every podcast, and that is uh, with a question. Uh, what are you listening to, Christian? Well, I thank you for asking. Um, I was actually, uh, I saw two shows this week, um, both of which were good. Um, they were rather different crowds. Uh, I saw Joey Perp at the Mercury Lounge on Wednesday, and then I saw White Denim um, on Friday. Joey Perp's uh, new album, Quarter Thing, is um, really a, a great composition. Some um, We highlighted a few episodes ago in a, in a What Are You Listening To episode. Um, but also, you know, he is he's a really outstanding performer. Um, 
good live rapper, uh, which you know is obviously always at a always at a premium. Um, it's a it's a tough genre to stage well. Um, I've uh, you know, and I think like the the more musicality um, you can introduce, uh, the the better it typically is. And you know he's but he's also got um, the charisma and personality to just like keep you captivated for um, you know a couple hours. So. Uh, that was a ton of fun. It was really exciting to see him. Um, still surprised at how small uh, a venue. You know, yeah, I, I'm surprised he's not he's not way bigger. I think he will be. Uh, I, you know, but I think that this is a, a legacy. But like the, this tour was basically booked prior to Quarter Thing um, getting the reviews that it got. So um, I think he's still uh, finishing up this this set of dates but he'll be back in probably january february and he'll play a, a larger venue just based on the the sort of reception that he's received for for this new album um and of course you know it, it doesn't hurt that uh chance the rapper says that he's the best rapper on the market these days so um white denim i i think um this is probably the jammiest concert i've ever been to hmm. yeah wasn't expecting that i mean i guess i should have um, but I, you know, it's a little bit out of my, um, wheelhouse. Yeah. It just, I, I wasn't like really thinking about it. I was, I did, you know, it was a Brooklyn bowl, which was typically the, um, the place for uh, a slightly, slightly jammier group. But, um, but I have to say ripping, ripping, uh, players, um, yeah. they really do uh, put on a, a good show and, um, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it sounded good, um, and I, uh, well, probably got my, you know, fulfilled my, filled my crowd quota for, for a few months. Yeah. So. A lot of noodling. Oh, so much noodling. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, every song was like 12 minutes. <laughs> um, nice. and I, and I just kept thinking, like, thank God, we've like maintained, you know, that even though like in the new album format, you really don't need to restrict yourself to eighty minutes. I'm glad we do. <laughs> um, I think it's just an important like marker or threshold to like throw down and say, you know, no, you can't just do this until you get exhausted and stuff. Um, so, uh, and I, the other thing I would note is that their um, uh, male organ player. Um, Wow, uh, that couldn't have come out worse. <laughs> um, there, but yeah, their organ player. Anyway, uh, looks a lot like Joni Mitchell. So interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, how about you? What have you been listening to? Uh, I loaded up on movies. I was in LA for the better part of the last month, and went, so I was able to go to some screenings and and um, you know watch some new documentaries. I saw the new. Joan Jet doc, which I like a lot, um, despite the fact that it does what most documentaries do, music documentaries do, which is spend um, too much of the last portion of its of its runtime talking about, you know, the crucial new stuff, um, and uh, you know, and pet projects. But I saw that the new Whitney Houston doc is is quite good, and I saw Star Is Born. I went to a screening a couple of days before it opened. I'm so in LA. excited about this, and it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked it. Um, I, I, I you know, my, it, 
I, I haven't seen either, but I, I was just gonna. I, I, I'm I'm thinking that this is going to be as good as uh, as the Queen biopic is potentially going to uh, underwhelm. If I'm not mistaken, I think LeBron James might be part of the uh, production team behind the Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not 100% sure. But A Star is Born is just good old-fashioned good movie. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, and um, everybody in it is good. Um, it's the fourth, is it the fourth or the fifth It is the fourth. Is, okay. Uh, in, in, uh, incarnation um, of this. So, uh, the story's pretty well-worn. Um, you know, you weren't surprised, but the performances but almost, and the music were good. I mean, you've got uh, Mark Ronson and Jason Isbell um, writing songs, Lady Gaga contributing, obviously. Um, and she's a very, um, you know, as dynamic a performer as she is and as, you know, as dramatic as, um, you know, her personal um, sort of... Uh, um, performances are um, she is a, a pretty sound actor um, and I'm really pleased about that because I can you know one performance in a in a movie that's this intimate um, and or crappy writing or um, you know just or even bad songs um, can really uh, ruin the whole experience and and you know they defied the odds they did the fourth fourth version of a star is born and they kicked the they kicked it ass on yeah. it. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's an interesting, like, when, whenever you make a movie about the music industry and music in general, what, what you're really doing is exposing yourself to a whole new axis of, like, vulnerability on which your, on which your performances and on which the, the overall piece of art is going to be judged. Um, you know, it's no longer just the writing, the acting, and directing, um, you know, it, it's it's really it's all of those things plus the quality of the music, I'll, I'll, the believability of the of the like of, of the understanding of the uh, of the industry, and then yeah, and then you need performers who are able to cross over. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I one of the things I was most struck by was the direction of the musical performances particularly his, um, particularly with his band. Um, and I don't know if you know, I'm pretty sure you know this, but um, uh, Lucas Nelson, um, Willie Nelson's son and his band, Promise the Real, um, is plays his backing band. So you've got seasoned performers performing, and they look like a band. And it, that's one of the things that will, would take me out of anything is, you know... Back. <laughs> seeing is you know it's and, yeah. and I hear people say this about sports movies all the time where you know like oh it's you know it's not a real play in football <laughs> yeah or then, like, or my god that guy you know can't that guy cannot throw <laughs> you know but yeah. um, everything about Bradley Cooper is like stage persona it's very studied but very good and and then you know obviously he's the director himself and he directed the music scenes so that they are exciting as opposed to just being static um, vehicles to get the songs out so it's cool yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back and refresh my memory about uh, as to whether almost famous did that well my recollection is it did on the I I'm, I'm, it could have been maybe better I actually think they did a really good job in almost okay. famous then, um, then the fact that I don't remember it is precisely um, well, why yeah because <laughs> it was actually well done and that really is like if you go to concerts as much as we do um, you know I, look, look, I don't even, like, it's, it's difficult to watch, uh, you know, when people really have no presence, but then, um, 
I, I just the 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 opposite of you know uh, like when you when you really do see a band that, that like is in control and they know it um, like that that is absolutely absorbing and mm-hmm. to to hope you know to hopefully get that out of a movie as well would just be it would be really cool and the thing is yeah getting getting people who actually know how to do it. Um, are uh, is always always a good start. So yeah, and um, you know, one of my you know one of the phrases that strikes fear, um, the greatest amount of fear in me uh, going into something like that is fill in the blank performs their own songs, and um, in this case, it worked. So yeah, excellent. Well, I'm really excited about this uh, this flick. So um, I'm I'm glad to hear that. And uh, as you said, yeah. So Star is Born. That's uh, that's high on the list. All right. Do you want um, so, to put a song on yeah. the uh, uh, five trillion ten best songs of all time? Hell yeah, let's do it. Um, what do you? Uh, why don't you go ahead? I'm gonna go. I, I didn't put a ton of thought uh, into this originally, but um, if I haven't done it already, I'm gonna put "Into the Fade" by Queens of the Stone Age. All right, I like it. Mark um, Lanigan on lead vocals. I sh- you know what? Damn, I was going to mention as well. The other show that I saw recently um, was uh, was Jade Bird, who I really enjoyed. Um, oh yeah, you went wild about that. You you said that she's the next big thing. I think she she really could be. I mean, she doesn't have an album out yet, but she's been touring pretty much continuously since um, uh, uh, since South by Southwest this year. British um, English, American yeah. British uh, twenty. Um, and speaking of commanding stage presence, um, and what's incredibly funny is just like it couldn't, she couldn't have a, a more disarming, goofy, earnest laugh, um, which is also just incredibly British and like a toothy grin to go with it. So um, you you have this like sort of incredible juxtaposition of somebody who's like totally in control and and you know seems just significantly older and wiser than her years um and then this sort of like very off-putting initially um uh sort of uh, like you know ability to peer through and and sort of see the the you know personality for for the child um, who she is and yeah it's 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 pretty great um and it, it does uh it does contribute i think to the performance but um i like i love uh i will put on the song uh-huh which is um, which is kind of a banger. I'm I'm a big fan of it. Um, it's made it onto a lot of playlists lately. So, uh, so everybody get out there and check out Jade Bird if you get the chance. Will do. And uh, in closing, thank you very much. It's good to be back. We took a little bit of uh, of a hiatus, and so it's good to be back on. Yep, that's right. I will yeah. catch you next week. Excellent. Talk to you soon. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.